gathering to him and to him alone. Amen. Tonight we are going to be looking at a very critical thing. But I first would like to say that in this faith that we are so privileged to be calling to, let me tell you something. It, it comes along with some benefits of life. Praise the Lord. And because the faith comes along with the benefit of life, it is so very easy to be deceived to switch from the one who called you and to start walking only in the benefits and in no time you will discover that you will not be walking in his pleasure anymore. Hallelujah. I hope you understood that. I say that in this faith that we have so privileged been called to, and I use the word privilege because, you know, some people can hear the word of God and they would, they would, they would make light of it. But for you, somehow he gave you the, fa- the, 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 the faith to believe. And because of that, if you are not very careful, in fact, it comes along with benefits. There is not a single person sitting here tonight that has not benefited from the fact that he is a child of God and therefore certain things can't even happen to him. Praise the Lord. Every one of us have benefited from that. Otherwise, we were walking in sin. Otherwise, we were pleasing ourselves. Otherwise, we were very unkind. Otherwise, I mean, we, were, we, were, we would have been, some of us would have been drunkards. Some of us would have even died before this time. I mean, I know what I'm talking about. The faith came along with the benefit of right living. Praise the Lord. It came along with certain favors. Sometimes the faith alone is able to shut you through life. And when a decision had to be made, they will look at you and say, this is, this is the correct man, put him there. It's, if it hadn't been for the faith, it will know. Sometimes, some people, listen, I know, some people, their heads were not good. The head that we used to learn, it was not good. It was when they came to the faith that the light came. Praise the Lord. So, It's like that. You may be working in a certain office and you could easily be promoted because they said, this is a man of integrity. How did it come? It is because God at work in you made it possible for something good to be seen about you. Amen. And having said that, I'm establishing that Because of those benefits, you can also, through the same benefits, get yourself into forgetting about the one that you have to live for 
and to start living for yourself. And as a matter of fact, there's, it's, there's, it's a very slim, there's a very slim line between that. So if you don't consciously appreciate God and walk in that manner, I tell you, no matter who you are, if God doesn't give you that revelation that the life that I live, I live for Him, you will be shocked. You, you will go to church for people to know that you go to church, but you are an unbeliever. Because you live for your pleasure, not the pleasure of him who called you. Amen. So let's trust God that we will have it very clear. And trust God to find pleasure in us. Amen. And so tonight, we are going to be tackling... A very simple subject such as walking in the pleasure of God. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, how wonderful and how privileged we are to be gathered at your feet. Lord, we accept that it is not a man-made meeting because you said in your word, unto you shall the gathering be. And you also said, where two or three are gathered in your name, you are right there. So we praise you and bless you. Thanking you for making it possible for us to be here tonight. Now, Lord, we are asking that the true word of God will come to our hearts in the name of Jesus. We ask that you give us a very clear understanding. Above all, Lord... We are asking that utterance be made by you in the name of Jesus. That every word that through my mouth shall be your direction and your will. So that your word will not return to you void. Let the word that carries power come to us tonight in the name of Jesus. And do a great job in our lives in the manner that Lord we will be walking in your pleasure. In other words, walking to please you. And so we ask that, oh God, you will do this for us. Pray for those who are so strongly desiring to be here. Somehow there are some of them caught in traffic and some of them having a struggle. Lord, release them in the name of Jesus. So that where their treasures are, they will have the opportunity to be. Help us, Father. As we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. And so dear brethren, we are tackling the issue of walking in the pleasure of God. And I'm saying walking in the pleasure of God because, you see, I had already mentioned that everyone, this one is not this person or that person, every one of us, you know, we, when we got saved, the Lord released some benefits. And the benefits are such that it places you at different positions in life. And if you are not very careful, the benefits can mislead you so that you can easily forget about the giver of the blessings and the one who called you. Amen. Now let's look at something very interesting from First Chronicles chapter 29. We will take it from verse 16 to 18. First Chronicles 29, 16 to 18, and we are talking about walking, walking, walking in this truth, walking in the pleasure of God. 
The Bible says, and in fact, the background, David has been told by God to hand over the kinship to his son Solomon. God has selected Solomon to be in his stead. And David was so happy. And they had a big ceremony. Everybody was there and he prayed and he was really excited. In the course of the prayer, he made certain pronouncements that are unique. Few things he mentioned that touches my heart. I mean, that touched my heart and I, I want us to have a look at it as we consider this subject. So David said, Oh Lord our God, all this abundance that we have prepared to build you. In other words, they were going to build a temple for him to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand. And it's all your own. Praise the Lord. I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. O oh Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, our fathers, Keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart of your people and fix their heart towards you. Amen. I love this. Fix their hearts. It has become my prayer point. See, when I study and I come across some things, the text says, fix their hearts towards you. In the, in the New Testament, it says something like that. That the Lord may direct their hearts to you. So it's a good prayer. When you begin to say, Lord, fix my heart towards you, you make no room for the heart to go anywhere. Hallelujah. That's the reason why we are studying what we are studying tonight. Because sometimes, genuinely, you don't mean any harm, but your heart can be traveled to somewhere. And you, you are so mindful of you and your benefits and your progress and your days to such an extent that it is all that you think about. But tonight, may your heart be fixed towards God. Hallelujah. Now, as we go, the Bible says, Oh Lord our God, all this abundance that we have, let me give you something you should never forget. Brethren, I know that when you have toiled and gotten something, it is very easy to become proud. Oh, you didn't know that. Hello? Are you talking to me tonight? When you have toiled to do something, when you have studied to become a great person, it is very easy to become proud. Because you have forgotten that. He gave you the ability even to accumulate in your head. So when David said, Oh Lord our God, all this abundance that we have prepared 
to build you a house for your holy name is from your hand. Ah! I love David. David is saying, we are here tonight. And the glamour of things taking place, we are happy about it. As much as even is through us, we have come to the conclusion that if you have not enabled us, it would not have been possible. Praise the Lord. I pray that every one of us will come to this understanding. It is so crucial. If a man is going to walk in the pleasure of the Lord, he has to come to the conclusion that it is not me, but God at work in me. You will see it soon. So he said, it, the house is going to build for your holy name. But as much as we are rejoicing about it, the truth is that even the ability to do the supplying of the materials, they are from you. Now, as soon as you begin to talk like that, pride will never work. Don't you think so? Because then you begin to see yourself as, had it not been him, it would not have been possible for me to do what I'm doing. Praise the Lord. You see, whenever you are dividing the scripture and you are not careful, there's a certain scripture that talks about He gave us pleasure for us to enjoy. Something like that. How many of us know that scripture? There's a scripture. He gave us for us to... He, it, it, it's, so look it up, Nana. You, you find it. He gave us something to, for, our enjoy, or for us to enjoy. Riches or something like that for us to enjoy. Now, whenever you come across that scripture, it is very easy to forget about the fact that God gave you. And then you will be in the flow of enjoyment. I trust you will find it. You have to find it for me. Because it didn't occur to me earlier, I would have looked it up myself. Hallelujah. It is very easy for you to start thinking that whatever God gave me is for my own enjoyment, for us to enjoy. And then you will easily forget about the fact that there is an aspect that is pointing to the fact that it is for His pleasure. As much as you may be the beneficiary, in other ways, it is through you that is coming. It is very easy to settle on the fact that it is for my enjoyment. And so, thank you, my brother. I knew that's why I came close. Tell me. You are right. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Oh, it's there. Child, child of God, you want to read this scripture? One, two. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all. I only heard my voice. Can, I, can you read it again? One, two.
See, when you read this scripture, and you are not somebody who know this, you will begin to walk to be haughty. You will begin to be trusting in yourself and can speak such things as, it is mine. I do whatever I want. You can easily say that. But when you have been checked out by the Holy Ghost with the previous one, then you will see that when the blessings come, you will be a beneficiary by enjoying some. But even in your enjoyment, you are conscious of the fact that you are a caretaker. Blessed be God. So in your enjoyment, you, you are not foolish. If I may put it correct. In your enjoyment, you are conscious of the fact that, yes, he gives me richly to enjoy, but the truth is that had he not given me, so when David made a statement and said, Lord, we have come to build you a house. I have supplied. In fact, when you read the whole chapter, he said, I have given my gold. I have given all of this. But the fact is that had you not given me, I would not have been able to give. Praise the Lord. Now, when you walk in that understanding, dear brother, the good news is that you will be walking in the pleasure of the Lord. Hallelujah. I said earlier on many people, since good, genuine people, are not able to balance this thing. So they get to the place and they settle. And they think, Mera Nemara, it is mine. And as I keep saying, it is true. Once God gave you, nobody can come and say he didn't give you. But the truth is, if you are not very careful, the same blessing that he has given to you, you'll send you off from him. That is why in the New Testament it is put so beautifully. You see, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty. And the man of God is supposed to instruct them that, my friend, there is something you need to know. God chose you to give you that. That should not puff you up. Praise the Lord. So he's saying that that shouldn't puff the individual up. No! So it is the duty of the man of God to say, you are rich, we bless the Lord for it, but that should not puff you up. Don't be too haughty. Don't run over people. Don't talk to people anyhow. Don't think that you are all in all. Because had it not been given to you, you wouldn't have had it. Then he goes further to say, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. You know, last week I was reflecting seriously about this man. When I was reflecting on the word, Jesus said, I commit my spirit into your hand. And as I was reflecting on that, this man came to mind. That rich man who built, who, who really worked very hard and his abundance came and all of a sudden he teared down all his warehouses and he really, really built gigantic warehouses and, and, and then he stuffed it with a lot of things. And then he, the Bible said he spoke to himself and said, My soul 
Now relax and enjoy. And the Bible said that very night, God came and said, Also, Ebati, Ebaya, your soul will go. And who will those things that you have kept there be? May the Lord help us to walk in His pleasure. Hallelujah. So now, we see from the scripture that it can be very dangerous to stay on that scripture. And to just simply say, He gave it to me to enjoy. That is why the people of Berea, the Bible calls them, they are very smart. Because you see, they don't take it only one side. They take it and balance it. Now, if in, even in the Old Testament you see something like this, that David is declaring that the house that we have come to build as if we want to please you, even the supply came from you. Hallelujah. Then you see that indeed we need to be very careful in our walk with God. Amen. The next verse, 17. He said, I know also, may everybody know tonight in Jesus' name. I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. This is very crucial. This is very important. Brother, let me tell you something. few days ago, the Lord was talking to me about, do you know who I am? And I said, you are God. He said, yeah. And I said, I'm a spirit. And it settled the matter. And the spirit is greater than the natural. For he went further to say something like this. If you will be able to understand and get to the level of the spirit, you will notice that the natural doesn't come close. The spirit is more real than the natural. It really blew me seriously. And we had few interactions on that. But I want you to understand, God is a spirit. God is not flesh and blood. Praise the Lord. He's not flesh and blood. He is he's a spirit. That's why he says such serious things that, in fact, it was at that time in my meditation that I picked up this scripture and I said, ah, that is why he said, he said, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profits nothing. We'll come to that one of these days. And so, brother, I want you to believe more in the spirit. Hallelujah. Because the spirit quickens. The spirit gives, some versions say the spirit gives life. So anything without the spirit is dead. So that's why I want us to be very conscious of the spirit aspect of our faith. Faith actually is a spirit. Praise the Lord. We are not going there tonight. But let's stay on this. When the man said, I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. Brethren, let me tell you, and I'm begging you tonight. If there is anything you need to pay attention to, 
your own inside. Amen. What goes on in your heart is more crucial than anything. You see, let people see you the way they, they think they are seeing you. They are limited. I'm telling you. Men are so limited by what they see. You remember that when God had to make some changes and send Samuel to go to Jesse and go because he was going to do a selection amongst his children. Now he said that get your children together. The man felt that. My children, the boys, the grown up, the little one can never be numbered among my children. So, when the man of God was coming, David was never invited. Think about that. He was never invited because he... Yeah, 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 can't serious matter. Where is David? I mean, the man of God is coming. He says, gather the boys together. The David here or no there? Oh no, small boy. retirement. But the man of God also came. And the man of God, as soon as he saw the big boy... And uh, his physique and his looks, I don't know whether he spoke and spoke like a king. The man of God also said, that's, that's him. But I love the answer that God gave to the man of God. For I have rejected him. How did God reject him? He gave him the chance, but he didn't find it correct. He didn't find uprightness in his heart. Child of God, may I say to you tonight, you see, we bother ourselves about what we see too much. You concentrate on how your heart will be upright before the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you here tonight? Yes. You just, you just, even if you are misunderstood, and you know that what you are doing, you have the word of God backing you and clearance from the Holy Ghost, you don't bother. Anything you cannot prove and, 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 and check by the word of God, don't do it. But if you have clearance by the word of God and the Holy Ghost, stay that way. For God looks for an upright in heart. Huh. No matter what we do. So, David and the gathering of all the materials for the house of the Lord, even the plenty things and the wonderful things that they got together, the main concern was the heart with which they were given. It was not the plenty, but the heart. That's why you see, even Jesus, when he was in the treasury, when he was in the temple, and they were casting their laws into the treasury box, the offering, Jesus spoke to the disciples and said, All these people, they are here. The one who has given correctly is the old lady. All that she has, and it was not big, but she put it in. So I pray, please concentrate on your inside. There are some of us that we take for granted. We are very conscious about what people will say. But not what God says about you from the inside. What God says about you from the inside is actually not made public. Eh? It is you that he will say. This thing that you are thinking, is that correct? 
So when David said that, you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness, it was a matter to me. You test the heart and you have pleasure. You see, that means that when God sees the way a man is reflecting in his heart, the way a man is going about everything in his heart. Ah, you remember that young man who, when Moses told them to kill all the Israelites, some of the leaders because of the misbehavior at the camp and all of that. And then when Moses was in the midst of talking, that somebody has hooked his girlfriend. When you read the scripture, Numbers, I think, 25, 11, thereabout or so. When, you, when, 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 when Moses was talking, he didn't, he wasn't moved at all. Let me see the verse 10. Now, I like this. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, because Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, had turned back my wrath. From the children of Israel. Because he was zealous. With my zeal. Among them. So that. I did not consume the children of Israel. In my zeal. What happened to Phinehas. When they were all. Some of them were crying. Of course. Don't forget that 24,000 people have already been killed. Because of the misbehavior. And Phinehas, as Moses was talking to them about this, and this guy hooks his girlfriend, and there was no even industry. That's why we have to be careful about some of the things that we do. I tell you, we have to be very careful. Sometimes you will not insult anybody, but your actions have spoken from your inside. The pers- because the person cannot say, hey, the way you, your heart is going, because of course... It is only God who knows. And sometimes we will think that, how can God do this to me? Because after all me, my heart is okay. One can be behind over court. If you don't say something, will they take you to court? Oh, you are my name at all. What? You can only be taken to court because of what you would have done or said. But if the thing is going on inside of you, can the judge say that I saw it inside of you? He himself sitting there, he has his own problems. Hallelujah. So we see that the natural life doesn't offer much. And I pray that our inside will be so upright in the name of Jesus. Let's, let's be very conscious of that. This guy hooks the wife, the girlfriend, the Moabite, and then he just, just said, the echoes on Tikra, on Tijai. Crack, 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 crack. So, takes the girlfriend. I'm going for my pleasure with that, my girl. Goes 
into his tent. And it was so fast. Jump over the woman. And Phinehas looks at the face of Moses. And looks at the congregation that were crying. Says, You don't fear God? I can't help this. He takes javelin from the corner and then he goes and opens the tent and they were in action so he drills it through the man to the woman to the ground and then he comes back to stand in the assembly and God Almighty I don't think that Moses knew until God spoke to him about what the man had done and he comes out and the Lord immediately, the people, some who were about dying, they stopped dying. Everything stops. And then God begins to talk. And he says to Moses, you know, now when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he rose from among the congregation. He took javelin in his hand. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent and he thrust both of them through. This man of Israel and the woman through her body. So the play was stopped among the children of Israel. Praise the Lord. That's something I love very much. Follow after. Now let's go quickly. It says, And those who died in the play were 24,000. Next one. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because he has zealously with my zeal among them, so no, it's not okay. So he was zealous with my zeal among them, so that he did not, uh, so that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Verse twelve. Therefore, say, behold, I give to him my covenant of peace. Praise the Lord. It's not that alone. Verse thirteen. The Bible says. And it shall be to him and his descendants. After him, a covenant of everlasting priesthood. Ooh, glory to God. This is one of the best things anybody can have. A covenant of everlasting priesthood. That means all of your descendants, the work they will do is they will be between me God and the people. They will hear from me. What a blessing. It's far better than being a CEO of the whole world. Praise the Lord. You become God's mouthpiece. Do you know that this covenant was broken? This covenant was broken by a man called Eli. Because in his time, or in his tenure of office, he was not conscious to follow God. And so, God had to speak again and say something like this. 
I said this was going to happen through your family. But I have changed my mind. Ah! May it never happen to anybody. In the name of Jesus. So, walking in the pleasure of God, switch back to your chronicles, thank you mama, is this. Uprightness is so important. When a man's heart is so soft, I was talking about David, I didn't finish, I had to bring in a few things. And so, when the man of God, uh, when the Jesse, the family of Jesse, the father got all the people together, and, 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 and then the man of God came, and even himself, he saw the appearance of, of the son, the first son of, of, of Jesse, he was moved. Physically, he was moved. Physically, he was blown. Physically, he said in his heart, he must have said in his head that, ah, God has a taste. Because when you look at this man, you know, in those days when Prempedems were there and Opukuaridems, I was in Infantino town. When they were doing anything, they would come around and they would sit in the palanquin and then they would be dancing and they would do something like that, that the whole Asante is for him. And then, some of the Asante people, they will say something like, Fatao, you know, they were blowing the horn. Then she too would do like this. But he's dead, and Asante Ken is still there. Thank God Jesus is not dead. Praise the Lord. They dance to show you that this is my kingdom. And I remember when he died, they had to tell us, don't go out, because they will cut your head. It's true. They were cutting heads. Oh, they will finish you cry. They made Kumasi, I was a small boy, they made us die. there it was my, my, I know him, because he was a church member, our church Anglican. So we would go and say, Utum Fuaba. Na, 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 na. Somebody said that everybody is late, but Jesus is not late. Praise the Lord. Oh, Amen. No reverse. Now, so you see how we operate. So David now, stay there. David now is David Krapu. I am sure David didn't know that something of such a magnitude would take place. Because you see, the way David loved the Lord. And I also have heard a bit about Samuel. I'm sure he would have gone to leave the sheep there. And he would have come to the back of the house to hear what will be going on. Because the father didn't consider him. Kwesi David. And that's sorry for didn't him. And they were very important. So what's the proper Because Sofupenini Baha. He was not considered. As soon as the big man came and the, the, the man of God took his horn of oil and was coming and then coming to Paul, how God shouted from me, Aye! for I have disqualified him. Parabaya. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his countenance. 
or at his physical stature. Why God was talking like that was that because knew his how the man was looking. Because I have refused him. Now, when he used the word because I have refused him, that means God was not by us. He gave the opportunity to the man and when he put him on his heavenly scale, the man was too light. May you, when you are put in the heavenly scale, be heavy. And that means your heart must be upright in the name of Jesus. I, I don't know how I can say this for everybody to grab it and to pray that God will help us to have uprightness of heart. Huh. So now, for I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance. I pray this one will become everybody's revelation in the name of Jesus. You see, the way we look at things are different. That's why the same God said, I think in Isaiah 55, He says, as far as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts are higher than you. What appeals to men don't appeal to God. What appeals to God does not. You see, so I can only beg you to become spiritual. And you can become spiritual when you have an upright, uprightness of heart in you. Amen. Anybody who pays attention to the things that go on in him and throws them away. I cannot think like that. No, this is not correct. Satan, get thee behind me. And you constantly fight that good fight of faith to maintain an uprightness of... Let me tell you something. As for Satan, he's no respecter of persons. No matter who you are, he will bring the thoughts. He will bring the suggestions. But thanks be to God, the Bible says that casting down imaginations. So when he brings it, your duty is to dismiss it. Amen. It's okay, let's go back to our main scripture. For... As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now, with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to it. I mean, the way the thing was going was so fantastic to David. And by the Spirit as well, by the Spirit of grace upon David, he knew that they did it genuinely. Amen. And so in the next verse, he made a certain statement that's fantastic. Oh, Lord God of Isaac. Uh, oh, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart of your people. And fix their hearts toward you. This is too sweet for me. Fix. You see, David, at the given moment, after he has offered his sacrifices to the Lord with such a joy, of course, he has already declared that he couldn't be proud about it because he acknowledges that it came from God. True? So, in giving to God, there were no inhibitions. I mean, everything was just smooth. I mean, I'm doing it 
with every might, because after all, it is he who gave me. And then he saw also his people did the same thing. Now he began a certain prayer and said, Lord, you know, can you fix this thing to become permanent in the heart of people? Maybe tonight we should pray like that. Don't you think so? Praise the Lord. Fix this thing in the heart of people so that they will be upright towards you. Make it such that, Lord, they will, whenever they come to you, they will offer it from the uprightness of heart to you. Now, the verse 19, I love what he said. He said, and give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commandments and your testimonies and your statutes. To do all these things and to build the temple for which I have made provision. Praise the Lord. This is important to me. You know why? David didn't want any mistake to be made by Solomon. So his first, bless you, his first prayer is, Give my son Solomon a loyal heart. I pray that we can stand on this and say, Lord, give me a loyal heart towards you. Some hearts have been divided and scattered. May the Lord put it together and redirect it to him. See, he made a statement and said, fix their hearts. Fix it. Fix it towards you. Now he tells in prayer, Father, let Solomon have a loyal heart towards you. When the Bible says that Solomon has a loyal heart to your commandment, what the Bible is saying is that, you see, that's why it's important that we pray also for ourselves. You see, at a certain time, you can scatter in your heart. You can scatter. You can be divided. The Bible talks about even asking for something for yourself and your heart is wavering like a sea. You cannot have it in the New Testament. So when a man's heart is fixed on the Lord, it's made very loyal. A man can go very far. Praise the Lord. May we be praying such kind of prayers in Jesus' name. And so brethren, I want us to consider this carefully. Uprightness in the heart. Because God takes pleasure in such people. You see, you don't need to do much to please the Lord. As long as he can find the motivation from the inside. He's already marked you. I was praying for somebody this week. And we're talking about a very serious matter. And um, her explanation to me was the fact that I didn't do this. And I said, yeah. But it, you were in the attempt. She said, yeah. And then I quoted a scripture she read. It was at that time the person came to her and said, And I said to her, and I said, you know, we are judged by what we allow Satan to bring our way. 
and we don't reject it. Are you understanding me? You, the first attempt that Satan brings to a man, he doesn't, God doesn't judge him. But if the man does not reject it, and nurtures it, and allow it to have a root in him, immediately, you don't even get a chance to execute it before on your score sheet, you are scored as you've done it. So, when we have some things going on in us, we should examine it by the scripture. And if possible, clear it as soon as possible. Before it gains root to start working against you. Because I have observed that in the New Testament believers from the scriptures, the Lord deals with us based on what has taken place in our hearts before execution. Hallelujah. You haven't done it, but the thing is there. It's, you're only, it's only waiting for the time to manifest. And as long as it's in there, you already scored. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's take it from verse 3. Blessed, blessed be God. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You shout a big amen. And I told you that our faith brings us benefit. Amen. We are already blessed in Christ Jesus. We are already there. It's not yet going to be done. We are already blessed. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says that blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And tonight may you know that you are already blessed. Praise the Lord. I mean, let's accept it. If it can sing, we will do well. Amen. It is not now that we are going to be blessed. The day we surrender to Jesus, we were already robed into the blessing and we are already in it. Now, he goes further to say, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Hallelujah. He chose us to be holy without blame. He chose us to be holy without blame. Let not our Christianity have blame. Let us be spotless and blameless. Because he has chosen us. Now he goes further to say. Yes, five, Nana. Now this is where I want to point out something crucial. He said, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ, to who? To himself. According to the good pleasure of his will. He has ordained us 
and adopted us to God. You see, we have to get it clear. The Christianity that we are running and we are walking in it, it's not for you. It's for God. Praise the Lord. If we understand it that way, like I said it in Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 29. If we understand it that way, it eases a lot of things. Everything that Jesus has done, he did it through us as much as we have also enjoyed some benefits. It is actually for God. Praise the Lord. That's why when we come into Christ and we are not living for the benefit of Christ, God is not very happy. Praise the Lord. The Apostle Paul will say something like this. Therefore, I don't live for me, but I live for the one who died for me. For the life that I live, I live it by faith in the Son of God who died for me. Why would the man say that? Dennis must stop living for him and must live his life for God. Because it is God who wants to take the pleasure. Amen. It is not you who must take the pleasure. Even if there is an ability through you that comes so strongly, it is all because God is demonstrating his glory to himself. But we do forget. We do forget and sometimes, as I said, we get to a point we easily forget that it is me. I pray that it will not be you. I pray that it will not be me. But we will live in the consciousness of the fact that we live for him. According to the good pleasure of his will. Let's go further. We're going all the way to 10. To the praise, now watch how it's coming and it's advancing. To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. It, to the praise, he said, to the praise of the glory of his grace. The grace of God has brought us to bring him glory. To the praise of him, not to the praise of us. To the praise of him. That we live to show forth his praise. We live to let him know that the work that Jesus did is bringing God the glory. Amen. Made us accepted in the beloved. When he talks about the beloved, not only we. But those who have taken the lead. Everybody who is by the, in the blood. We are accepted in the beloved. Amen. Verse 8, ah, okay, 7. In Him, praise the Lord. Listen, we, we are not justified by the way we walk. We are not excellent by the way we are trying to organize ourselves. We are excellent only by Him. Praise the Lord. And so he said, in him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins, of sins according to the riches of his glory. Salvation is not effort. It is a grace. Praise the Lord. In him we have redemption through the blood. Thank God for the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It has made me presentable before the Lord. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. All that you have done, the blood has covered it. 
Why is it so? For his glory. Not for your glory. For his glory. If we can establish that. Sometimes we tend to sidestep a bit to let it, everything, think, everything go as if it is all about us. It can never be about us. It's about him. Because he purchased us with his blood. He purchased our redemption. Our righteousness is he. As all the name. I love that music. Because it is him. Amen. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Hey, some of the sins that we committed. If it wasn't the blood. It couldn't be forgiven. I'm telling you. It's ministering to somebody. And he says, so if you kill, can you be forgiving? I said, the blood is too powerful for... The blood can cover killing too. Amen? Oh, you don't believe that? The people who have had abortions, they have been forgiven. They killed. They killed. But they were forgiven. Because after that, they came to Christ and said, Lord... I'm so sorry. And the Lord said, if you knew this by the blood, you wouldn't have done it. So you are forgiven. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse from all unright. From how many? All unright. Blessed be Jesus. Oh, we thank God. So if you are here tonight and you live under guilt because of what you did, please, this was paid for 2,000 years ago. And once you believe, your faith has made you whole. Amen. If you are still struggling, please feel free. We can book a time. Come, we will talk about that. There is no sin that the blood cannot forgive. There is only one that the blood will not forgive. When you do not, or you speak evil against the Holy Ghost, that one. And then when you come to Hebrews, he begins to explain and he talks about when you have been convicted and convinced by the Holy Ghost. You see, all these things, the Holy Ghost is the one who made us believable. He's the one who brought the conviction. And then when we got convicted, we accepted Christ. But when you come to the point when he said the blood doesn't mean anything, hey, it's called apostasy. You are finished. The Holy Ghost helped you. No man. In fact, I went back to my scripture again a few days ago. This yesterday I was studying and it blew me again. You know, in, in John chapter 6, it's, it's one of the chapters I love. It's a very long chapter. But it has so many deep things. When Jesus was talking about, about if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you are not part of him, that there was a whole lot of misunderstanding. In that chapter, there is a, in that chapter, there is a verse that says this. That no one can come to me except the Father has drawn him. I love it, Bruta. Teacher, then I said, So Dennis, So when I preach to people and they don't believe, it doesn't bother me because the Father has not called them. Of course, I must pray for them, but the truth is that. The Father must draw you before you will be released to believe. Praise Jesus. Praise the Lord.
This is a good, good, good understanding. So if you are here tonight, I tell you, brother, you are not ordinary. Father himself in heaven was part of your salvation. He looked at you and said, Whoa, tie, but you didn't know how, what was going on. And then he said, hey! No, I have to give my life. I have to give my life. But you didn't see. So today we have been accepted in the beloved. Hallelujah. Ah, you are sweet. He said, therefore, I have said to you that no one, see how emphatic he is, no one can come to me unless it has been granted him by my father. Can you imagine? You can, you can, you, maybe you haven't experienced this before. When you see somebody can fall under conviction and cry and still will say, yeah, I know what you are saying is true, but I am not ready. So brother, we must rejoice all, for God has been involved with our lives. Hallelujah. Oh, rejoice, people of God. For the Father drew you. He drew you. Though you accepted, and it's as if it's your faith, He, he aided your faith to respond. Hallelujah. Now, now let's go back to our scripture. The Bible said, yes, in, 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 in Him we have redemption. We shouldn't forget these things. These are the things that makes us in Him, in Him, in Him. Everybody say in Him. One more time, in Him. In Him we have access to the Father. In Him. Praise the Lord. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. In Him we have redemption. Through, the, his, through his blood. The forgiveness of, sin, of sins even in Him. According to the riches of His grace, not dominus in Him. Praise the Lord. The verse 8 says that which He made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudent. Praise the Lord. Prudence is what? Amen. Okay. Mammy, she no prudence now saying. Auntie Ivy, when someone out to me, both be a M. We had a way to Prudence. Auntie. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. The wisdom of God, we should forever bless Him. Hallelujah. Which he made. The wisdom of God is so deep. You know, this morning I was in the course of the Easter, I was I was I was just thinking and thinking and I'm ah, what's this? So, the devil is powerful, we know to a certain extent because God anointed him with all of this. But I can't the Bible says that 
if the prince of this world knew, he would not have crucified Jesus. Ain't he? Then I, why I was baffled is that, so when Jesus was several times announcing that I would die, and on the third day I will rise into Antida. No, I'm asking myself. The man heard it, but he said it is not possible. How? Say, so well, we know. Sorry. Meanwhile, himself, when he was in the flesh, sister, yafa mami bi nebewu bakun osu. Chester devastated. Jesus said, What is going? They say, Coffin. My men and Baba could them. Or some hey, sorry now. Now, sorry. So, all of those miracles was not enough for the devil to say that Papa way. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God could not let the devil recognize this. Praise be to Jesus. It was after he has died and resurrected that the Bible said by revelation through Paul that if the devil knew that by killing Jesus you and I will also be in it. He said, hmm, me. But the wisdom of God once again. Oh, shout glory to God. Hallelujah. Even the devil didn't understand. That's why you see, now, God has fixed it in such a way that you begin also to pray a certain prayer and the devil is lost again. May we understand it when we sing it like that. Amen. Now, let's go. Having made known to us. Here we go. The mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure. Which he purposed in himself. Praise the Lord. The mystery of his will. You see, when the Bible talks about the mystery, it was a mystery to the kingdom of darkness. It was a mystery to our enemy. It was a mystery even to mankind. The, 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 the faculty of mankind could not contain this thing. That's why the people will stand there and they say, crucify him. Kill him. They came together. Pilate was worried. He said, what has this man done? They say, we don't want to hear that question. We say, crucify him. Then they bring a thief and a murderer. Choose which one. They say, they say, they say, Oh, that all of that 
was the mystery of his will. Then Pilate, I saw one time the man was so, the other day I was thinking about him. The man was sitting there, he, he couldn't figure out why, why did he, because this, he said, but this man is a just man. As he was reflecting on it, Papa, the dream I had about this man, he, I beg you, don't make no decision to create problems for us. Pilate now sat down and the moment he said, I will work with what my wife has said. He got up. He said, bring me a bowl. It's a sign that I'm not part of this. The man took and washed his hands. I'm not going to be part of sentencing this man to death. I will not. He took himself out. It was all part of the mystery of his will. Praise the Lord. I pray that we will rise. This afternoon, we were praying. Reverend Anselm led us to pray that we will come to such an understanding. There are so many of us who have so retired and, and we are like this in the face. There is no excitement. We prayed and said, restore to us, Lord, the joy of salvation. Hallelujah! There is such a joy, and in fact, I am motivated by that joy. And I don't intend letting it down. Because you see, in him, uh, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according, he, we are the people he has revealed these things to. Hey, hallelujah. According to the good pleasure, the good pleasure, the good, the good, the, his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. He did it for us. So, let's not behave as if faith, you know. Are we, have we made the right decision or not? The Father drew you. You responded. You've made the right decision. In Him, continue. Don't, don't slow down. Don't give up. Because in Him, there is a mystery. In Him. We are the only people who understand. Never go, never go on retirement in your faith in Jesus' name. In Him. Now, verse 10. There's a reason. He says that, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in the earth in him, in him, in him. I, used, I read a certain book many years ago by Kenneth Hagin. He said, in him. That's the title of the book. In him. That's all. The things that we got in him. In him. In him we do what? We move and have our being. In him, the Son of God. Praise the Lord. Let me quickly come to a close with this so we can pray David's prayer quickly. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 and 13 and then we will stand to pray. Ephesians. Philippians. It says, Therefore, beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, 
but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Praise the Lord. Keep obeying God. Whether in secret or in the open, keep obeying God. Hallelujah. See, what he's saying is that when you do that, you give God a chance to be able to work. He purposes things and gets it working in you. Hallelujah. Some people, depending upon where, where they are, then they do different manifestations. For you and I, it shouldn't be so. Amen. As you have always obeyed, what will let God take pleasure in a man is when the man is obeying at all times. Amen. As you have always obeyed, we must continue. God will take pleasure in him. Can we stand and pray this prayer? That the Lord will direct. Can you put that prayer there in Chronicles? Praise the Lord. Chronicles. First Chronicles 9, when David said, thank you. Now I'm talking about the one that he talked about 